Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coach Musselman's here, and uh, we're not going to talk to him about KJ's growth, although he did have a great season. <laughs> you've been engaged. You've been. You've seen it in person a bunch this year. How many football games were you at this year? Uh, I think I missed three. Okay. That's impressive. That's probably a record. It is a record. I, and, and I will tell you a quick story that uh, Danielle, my wife, uh, told Hunter, do not let me go to Tampa because we're in the middle of the season. So she told Hunter Juracek, our athletic director, to make sure that I stay focused on basketball and don't get too caught up in the uh, Coach Pittman football bowl game. You have a motor like almost nobody else. How much do you actually sleep at night? We were talking about this the other day. Uh, I'm good from about... Uh, midnight to uh, maybe five so five hours is pretty good it's better than i expected honestly um so are you going to the bowl she said no but are you going i'm still in the process of negotiating i guess it depends on how we play <laughs> there's a nice smile on your face the uh last time i saw you you, you looked a lot different you were, looked a was little it, upset was that yeah in tulsa Getting mid, getting tossed. Yeah, yeah. Against Oklahoma. Yeah, I was not happy. Oh, the uh, <laughs> one to ten ranking of explosions. Where, where does that rank all time for you? Well, there's more social media now than there was. Yeah. Um, probably the most classic getting tossed was in Denver um, against the Nuggets. So that 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 th- getting thrown out that night probably topped. Do you remember what uh, set you off? Um. A lot of bad calls, and then we were we were down about thirty to two. It felt like, <laughs> and uh, I looked at the assistant coach, who at the time was Tom Sterner, and I said, "Tom, I feel bad for your family," and he said, "Why?" And I said, "Because that's the ugliest suit I've ever seen, and you're about to be on <laughs> national TV." And I kind of jumped out right about the free throw line and just let the ref know what I thought. And then I looked at Tom and I said. Good luck. Camera's on you, man. You shouldn't have worn that sport coat. Uh, this is the first time Arkansas has been a ranked team, which is amazing to us, in a North Little Rock game. Are you going to be – you plan to be there for all 40 minutes, though, this week? I certainly hope so. Okay. <laughs> we, we are, too. So uh, what what about Hofstra? I mean, obviously an opportunity for you guys to bounce back. What can you tell us about the pride? Yeah, so uh, Speedy Claxton coaches um Speedy played for me uh, with the Golden State Warriors – um he's done a great job what they do is they space you out they have five shooters on the floor sometimes if they don't have five they have four shooters and one rim roller so they really put pressure on you i mean you look at opening night uh their game at houston houston was coming off a final four top 15 ranking that game went to overtime they go to maryland obviously maryland's a very difficult place to play that game's a two-point game and with about five minutes to go Hofster was up like 12. What we've done this whole week is show our team uh, video clips, and then we'll stop it and tell them, look at the score. Do you understand the respect that you have to have for Hofster? Because, quite honestly, their strength is our weakness. And not often do you see a team that, like, just their – it's a glaring strength of theirs, this three-point shooting, and it's been a glaring weakness of us defending the three. Yeah, I, thought, I, I guess I saw a quote from you today on social media, speaking of social media, about uh... – not guarding the three-point line like a JV team. What, what, what's the biggest difference from year to year other than personnel? I mean, because obviously you guys are, I'm assuming you're teaching it the same way. You guys did a great job last year against the three. Yeah, we did. And in year one, we actually led the nation defending the three. And they did the, that group did that, you guys, out of desperation. 
you know, we knew that we were going to get killed on the defensive backboards and offensive boards, and so our only way of survival was to defend the three. I think this year, one, it's personnel. Um, it's closing out, not getting close enough to shooters. And so you ask yourself or you watch video, why would somebody not get close enough to a shooter? Well, that you're worried about getting beat off the bounce or, or getting blown by. Um, and so that's something that, you know, that's trust as well. Like if I'm going to get too close to a shooter and he might beat me, who's going to have my backside help? So I think that it's a lot of combination of things. It's personnel. It's technique. It's it's our system is different for some of the newer guys that are older. And then at the bottom line, it comes down to does my teammate have my back and can I trust that he'll be at the top of the eye, which is the nail or the free throw line for help, and then the bottom of the eye to come over and take charges. Is this the best rebounding team you've had at Arkansas? It is, yeah, by far. In the three years, this is by far the best defensive rebounding team. And certainly when you get to the SEC, things are going to kind of change because in reality, if you look at SEC three-point shooting, there's really nobody in the top 150 from a percentile standpoint, but there's a lot of great rebounding teams. And so, um, you know, I think this whole philosophy and, and who we've been playing, we've, we've been playing teams, quite honestly, that are really, really good shooting teams, and that's extended our defense out a little bit. Um, so we'll see. we got two more non-conference games, and then we head right into the heart of the SEC. Well, I want to bring up a positive because I have to bring up the, the shooting woes so far, and I guess it's been a head-scratcher for us because we, we've seen you have guys knock it down, and, and Debo obviously shot it pretty well the other day against Oklahoma. How are you handling that with your guys? Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a, you know interesting leadership you know, problem or question because you don't want to take away confidence. But then in the heat of the moment in the game, you know, if you're getting in a three-point contest with Oklahoma to start the game and they're kind of begging you or forcing you to take the three and then you take the bait and you don't make it and you go one for four, one of five, or 0 oh for eight, now you've dug yourself a hole. And so we're a really good dribble drive team. We're a great free throw attempt team. Um, and we don't want to lose that, but we also understand that, like, to win at the level that we want to live win at, we have got to make some more threes. Last year about this time, Devo and Jalen Williams started to assert themselves and get more and more playing time. Back then at this time, did you know they were going to be such a big part of the team at the end of the season? Well, what we saw behind closed doors with both those guys was Devo uh, kind of bionic, you know, like um, motor never stops, athletically great. He just didn't understand our offense concepts, defensive concepts. He was still trying to figure out, you know, his spot in the offense. And quite honestly, turnovers, you know, as a freshman, that can become an issue as well. And then uh, inside with, with, with Jay, Jay Will, uh, we saw the great passing. He was always a high charge taker, even behind closed doors, good team defender. His issue was more conditioning. You know, he was not in great physical condition. Uh, the weight room really helped him even, you know, once we got past the summer, I think he kind of turned it up in the weight room in October and November, and then certainly that helped him once we got to January because his was really conditioning, being able to stay on the floor more than two or three minutes. And both those guys, the second half of the season, into SEC play were phenomenal. So are there guys behind the scenes that we're not seeing that you feel like has a chance to come on up and, and follow the same path? We, we hope so. Um, you know, nothing really has emerged yet. Um, you know, I think that the plan always was – you know, a lot, what a lot of people do is they play their freshmen in non-conference play, um, and then they stop playing come conference play in the NCAA tournament. 
We took the exact opposite approach, much like an NBA team would do with a rookie where, all right, let's make him earn it. Then when he earns it, when it when when playoff time comes, you know, this guy's going to blossom. And so that's what happened last year by us starting three freshmen in the NCAA tournament. Um, obviously, all these guys have their own path. Moses Moody's path was right out of the get-go. He was ready to be a starter and a go-to player. Like I said, with Devo, it was a learning experience about schemes. And with, with, with Jay Will, it was conditioning. Um, a lot of it's confidence, too. You know, you got to have inner confidence in yourself when you get put in the game and you get bit minutes. How do you turn two or three minutes into a five-minute segment based on productivity and where the score is and what your plus-minus is? All those things have a, have a big play in how you have to evaluate things as well as what's done in practice. Eric Musselman joining us. If you're just tuning in, we're over here at the Wyndham. He's going to speak to the downtown tip-off club. We've seen some wild scores, finishes. I mean, you know, some teams that were struggling then pop off with a big win. I mean, we saw, you know, some conference schools that have gotten big wins and then been knocked off in games they were expected to win. I mean, we like to use the word parity. Are you seeing some of that? Is that where you're, how you'd evaluate what you've seen so far? Yeah, there's great parity right now in college basketball. A lot of it's the portal. Um, you know, and now we're, you know, unfortunately, now we're seeing, um, you know, whether it's NBA, whether it's NFL, now it's, you know, college game. You know, college games are being canceled. COVID has become an, an issue again, um, which, you know, the first five or six games, it was not an issue. But but now that becomes, a you know, a part of, of what we're dealing with, too. And when when you look at the holiday season coming and all, all of college basketball, for the most part, has a three-day break coming, and then we regroup for conference play. So it'll be really interesting how all this plays out, but there's great parity in college basketball right now for sure. That music says we have to let you go, and it's time for you to go in there anyway. So, Coach, it's great to see you. Thanks for coming on. Are we doing the pregame show tomorrow? No pregame show. You know what? I, I left that up to the players, not for this game, but uh, it didn't take off like we had hoped the first three games. I asked the guys to try it a couple more games. They did, and it was a player decision. And I respect that. They worked really hard in the summer, and it just didn't generate the interest uh, that they hoped or we had hoped. And, and uh, so they're just trying to focus on how to get a win. That's very good. Coach, good luck tomorrow. Thank you for the time. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. All right, that's Eric Musselman.